Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast, this last podcast of 2022, actually, um, December the 22nd, Thursday, the fourth week of Advent, just a few days away from Christmas, um, and we've been walking through this devotional together, Advent devotional. Uh, if you have the devotional, I hope you continue to finish it out on Christmas Eve. Um, but this will be our last one together because my little uh, podcast table here um, is going to be converted into a puzzle table. <laughs> it's going to be a puzzle table. Um, uh, Christy already informed me of that. Um, but yeah, let me take the chance here just to say thank you, man. Thank you, each and every one of you, for being part of this. Um, you guys are awesome. You're what make it, you know, you and the Spirit of God in the presence of His. Uh, the presence of his spirit is really what makes this, you know, awesome. Um, so thank you for a really good year. Um, I posted a little a few weeks ago, just a lot more people listening, a lot more people logging on. Um, and uh, thank you for spreading the word about it and hope it's adding value to your life and encouraging you. Um, not only, you know, me behind the microphone sharing some thoughts from God's word, but just you sharing and encouraging each other. Uh, I hope it's um, adding some joy and peace and presence and um, fellowship uh, to your life and um, hopefully growing some too, thinking about the word of God each day and starting that way. So thank you. So on this last one of the year, just thought it was appropriate to say thank you and uh, would I would not be doing it if you weren't here. <laughs> I mean, I'd still be doing devotionals, but it would just be me and the Lord. Uh, so thank you uh, for being a part of it. Being so faithful. Many of you so consistent, so faithful, so uh, um, so reliable in being here and being a part. So thanks so much. You guys are awesome. Uh, so today is, uh, as I says, fourth week of Advent. So this is... Uh, the final reading of uh, the devotion we'll do um, together. Um, I will, uh, again, keep your eye out on the social media, uh, Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast social media page. It's probably the same page you're watching this if you're watching this on Facebook. I'll put on there uh, the link to, in, in the, the days ahead, I'll put a link on there to what we'll start after the first of the year, what Bible reading plan. And so you can check that out. Uh, but today we are... Uh, reading out of Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 14, verses 12 through 24. And um, from this devotional that uh, N.T. Wright put out. So thanks, N.T. Wright. Thanks for this devotional that has kind of guided us through this season. We appreciate it. Um, it's been pretty good. I, I won't say it's been my favorite Advent devotional, but it's been a good one. It's been a good devotional. It's been it's a uh, it's kind of caused us to 
at least me, caused me to see some things and think about some things and read some things that uh, don't typically associate with the Advent season. But uh, but it's been good. It's been very good. All right. Uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 12 through 24. You know what we do? We read, we pray for the last time in 2022. We read, we pray, we change the world. He then turned to his host. When you give a lunch or a supper, he said, don't invite your friends or your family or relatives or your rich neighbors. They might ask you back again and you'd be repaid. When you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. God will bless you because you have no way to because they have no way to repay you. You'll be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Hmm. That's a good reminder when it comes like uh, <laughs> I think about just uh compassion and gift giving, right? Man, don't be comparing what you know how it is people do. Man, I spent this much on that and they didn't go me they gave me that. Man, stop all that. Stop all that. You should be giving out of a generous heart. You should be giving out of a pure motives and intentions. You don't be you don't be looking at what someone else gave you when you give someone something. That ain't right. That you should be giving hope and not expecting anything in return. But you know when you're little, man, when you're a little child, you don't you don't look at it like that. You like you be looking at you be look you be looking at just based on who gave you the present. You're like, oh, this is gonna st- this this present's gonna suck. <laughs> just based and you know it, you know it, it's aunt 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 Mima, aunt and uh and and hoopa you know you're like oh man this 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 press is gonna suck this is another pair of underwear um <laughs> you get one from grandma all right this one might be this is gonna be solid right here this is gonna be a good one but as you get older, you gotta get get a little more mature, man. You gotta get a little more mature, and you be like, you know what? You know what? I I give gifts because uh, I want to show my love and appreciation for someone else. It's not about the reciprocation. And here Jesus tells this story about a banquet. He's like, when you invite a banquet, don't invite, don't invite all your rich friends who who uh you know use it don't use it as a networking uh, party. Now, networking may have its place in certain circumstances, but. Nah, if you're just trying to be, you're just having a banquet, just trying to be uh, hospitable, don't just try to give, don't just try to do things for people who can scratch your back. You know what I'm saying? Don't do that. Verse 15. One of the guests heard this and commented, a blessing on those he, who eat food in God's kingdom. He trying to be spiritual. Mm. See this one? This is the person who just said, praise the Lord, at a, for no reason. No reason at all. You know, you're like, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little rainy today. Oh, praise Jesus. Wait, what? What 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 happened right there? You know, you know that person. You know, they they the hallelujah praise the Lord over everything. And sometimes you not even not even in the right place. Like, man, I broke my leg today. Praise God. Well, no, no, no. I'm praying to God to heal my leg, but I don't feel like it's a praise God moment. <laughs> you know, you ever had those people? They're just, you know, super spiritual. They do they do Amen. Praise the Lord, no matter what. No matter what's going on in, in inappropriate times. They got people at church sometimes that would do that. You know, you're like, whoa, that scared me. That scared me. I wasn't ready for a hallelujah right there. I mean, you can let, you know, I, I know you came from deep within your spirit, but I, my spirit wasn't ready. <laughs> uh, so one of the guests, you know, he's basically one of the guests heard this 
you know, this teaching of Jesus said, praise the Lord, a blessing on those who eat food in the kingdom. And Jesus just ratcheted it up. He's like, right, you want to say praise the Lord? You want to say praise the Lord? Let's talk about praise the Lord then. Jesus said, once a man made a dinner and invited lots of guests. When the time for the meal arrived, he sent his servants to say to the guests, come now, everything's ready. Praise the Lord. But the whole pack of them began to make excuses. The first said, I've got to go buy a field. I have to really go and see it. Please accept my apologies. I got this thing, Jesus. I got the thing. Another one said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I've got to go and test them out. Please accept my apologies. I got to go check. I got a new, I'm trying to get a new car. I'm leasing a new vehicle. Don't lease vehicles. But if you did, I got to go, I gotta go take, a, take a test drive. And another one said, I just got married, so naturally I can't come. So the servant went back and told his master all this. The householder was cross and said to his servant, go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. All right, master, said the servant. I've done that, but there's still room. Well then, said the master of the servant, go out into the roads and the hedgerows and make them come in so that my house may be full. Let me tell you this. None of those people who were invited will get, a, get to taste my dinner. Hmm. Those that were invited but just didn't have time. Today's the day of salvation, man. You know, I think uh, think about that a lot. For big services like East, uh, Easter and Christmas Eve services. There'll be a lot of people there that are never in church. You know, that are never. Um, they're Christmas and Easter only. And some of them are just the Christmas only. You know, and uh, people who have never really committed their lives to Christ never really said yes to the invitation to Jesus's banquet, you know? And um, you pray that something comes, gets through to uh, the pe to people that are, that are at that place where they really aren't considering the invitation of Jesus, uh, uh, that they will, that they will take it serious, that they'll respond, that they'll um, say yes to the Lord, you know? And so, uh, yeah. So we can pray that, man, that people come to know Jesus this Christmas season. Um, yeah. Well, let's see what N.T. Wright has to say about, uh, about these things. Once, many years ago, I preached a sermon on this passage. I emphasized the extraordinary way in which Jesus tells his hearers to do something that must have been as puzzling then as it is, as it is now. Don't, in don't invite friends relatives and neighbors to dinner, invite the poor and the disabled. The sermon had a strange effect. In the course of the next week of my in the course of the next week, my wife and I received dinner invitations from no fewer than, <laughs> than three people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, you know, you don't don't invite the people, don't invite people that you like, don't invite the smart and the intelligent and the uh, and the people that can help you. Invite the lame. The, the cripple, the losers, the people that ain't got no friends. Everybody says, you know, I really should invite the pastor over for lunch. <laughs> uh, you know, I should really, I should really invite the preacher out for lunch. Because <laughs> you know that brother lame. He ain't got no friends. 
<laughs> Ain't nobody lamer than him. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. Uh <laughs> and the, I received no, no fewer than three people who had been in church that day. Which category of guests we came into into were too polite or anxious to ask? It looks as if the passage is offering real advice. The parable of the supper, which follows, is a parable, all right. But Jesus really seems to have invited his hearers to take literally his radical suggestion about who to invite to dinner parties. Social condi conditions have changed, of course, and in many parts of the world where people no longer live in small villages in which everyone knows everyone else's business, where meals are, are eaten with the doors open and people wander to and fro, it may seem harder to put into practice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Invite the lame. Invite, invite the people that ain't got no friends. Don't invite the don't invite the happy people. Everybody's like, man, I need to invite the preacher to lunch. Because <laughs> you know he's a loser. He's lame. Anyway. Hmm. But N.T. Wright's reminding us that the culture has changed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, back in the day when Jesus was speaking these words, the doors were open, people were eating, people came in and out, you know, very uh, small villages. Many Christians w would have to try quite hard to find poor and disabled people to invite to a party, though I know some who do just that. Nobody can use the difference in circumstances as an excuse for ignoring the sharp edge of Jesus' demand. That's always the challenge, right? Like, not to write it off. Like, yeah, I know things are different. Things are different now, but you can't write it off. Like, what's the what's the sharp edge of Jesus' message? In particular, they cannot ignore it in light of the parable. The story is, obviously, about people who are very, very rudely snub their invitation to a splendid party. They make excuses of the usual kind. The householder, having gone to all the trouble of organizing and paying for a lavish feast, is determined to have guests at the table, even if he has to find them in unconventional locations. The original guests have ruled themselves out and others have come in to take their place. So the, uh, the most popular understanding of that is that the, uh, those, those original dinner guests were Israel. Uh, Israel. The, the message comes first to Israel. Um, and, but by and large, um, many rejected it. They ignored Jesus' invitation to the table of the Lord. When Jesus came, I mean, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to invite. He came to invite us to the table of the king. And that invitation went first out to Israel. You know, look at all the early disciples, the early ministry of Jesus, all predominantly around Jewish people. But when that invitation was ignored or, or um, declined, Jesus went out to the Gentiles. He went out to the byways and the highways. And invited us all in. The first, the first level of meaning of this parable should be clear. Jesus has been going around Galilee summoning people to God's great supper. This is the moment Israel has been waiting for. At last the time has arrived. Those who were invited long ago must hurry up now and come. But most of them have, re have refused, giving all kinds of reasons. But some have been delighted to be included, the poor, the disadvantaged, the disabled. They have come in and celebrated with Jesus. The second level, as with the previous parable, is what this might mean for Luke in particular. 
Once again, the expected guests are the Jews, waiting and waiting for the kingdom, only to find when it arrived that they had more pressing things to occupy them. Of course, in Luke's day, many Jews had become Christians. The detail of the parable can't be forced at this point. It isn't true at this level that none of those who were invited shall taste the banquet, since clearly many Jews were part of Jesus' kingdom movement from the beginning. But the majority of the nation, both in Palestine and in the scattered Jewish communities in the rest of the world, were not. Instead, as it must have seemed to those first Jewish Christians, God's messengers had gone out into the roads and hedgerows of the world, getting all kinds of unexpected people to join the party. You know, tax collectors, sinners, prostitutes, those that were considered unclean, shepherds, magi, all these people start coming, lepers, lame people, like pastors be starting to be coming, coming in. <laughs> Not just Gentiles, but people with every kind of moral and immoral background. People quite different from the culturally, socially, ethically, uh, from the, I'm sorry, quite different from them culturally, socially, ethnically, and ethically. But there's a third twist to the parable. All right, let's hear it. In which it bends back, as it were, on itself, returning to the challenge which Jesus gave in verses 12 through 14. The party to which the original guests were invited was Jesus' kingdom movement, his remarkable welcome to all and sundry. If people wanted to be included in Jesus' movement, this is the sort of thing they were joining. Know who you know who you join in. You join in some craziness. You join in with people that are different than you. You join in with people who come from different backgrounds, socially, morally, ethically, and ethnically. Yeah. Good point. Um once again, therefore, the challenge comes to us today. Christians reading this anywhere in the world must work out in their own churches and families what it would mean to celebrate God's kingdom so that the people at the bottom of the pile, at the end of the line, would find it to be good news. Mm. Wow. Think about the people who are most uh, down and out in your own family, in your own social uh, network, people that you know in your own neighborhood, people that are most at the end, quote, end of the line, at the bottom of the pile. Are we living, it, are we living out the gospel in such a way that it's good news uh, for them? Because if it's not good news for the people at the bottom of the pile, it ain't good news, man. Hmm. It's a great reminder. It isn't good enough to say that we ourselves are the people dragged in from the country lanes to our surprise to enjoy God's party. That may be true. But party guests are then expected to become party hosts in turn. Wow. Wow. That's the blessing of the of, of the God's family, isn't it? That we are we are those who are once the outsiders, the uh the invited guests. And we come in and we are so thankful, so grateful. Oh my gosh, look at this banquet that's been prepared for me. We should be, and we feel overcome. We feel grateful. We feel humbled that we would be invited to such an amazing gathering hosted by the Son of God, being part of God's family and grafted into the vine of God's family. But shortly thereafter, <laughs> we have to, we have to re realize, wait a minute, part of the culture, part of the DNA of God's family is to extend an open hand to the outsider. 
which is why I loved it to begin with, right? That's why I loved being, that's why I, the same, that same uh, hand that was opened up to me when I was an outsider, now that I'm grafted into the vine and I become part of the family of God, that DNA of the family of God gets in me and I find myself also, or at least I should be, opening up my hand to outsiders as well. This is one of the things we always got to be careful of when we become insiders. We don't forget about those outside. Hmm. That um, the church exists for those who are not yet members. We exist for, uh, let, me, let me, a little caveat there. The church exists for the glorification of God, period. But the, uh, the glorification of God comes through um, our, our extending his invitation to those who are outside. So the church, we don't exist just to, to have fellowship with ourselves and enjoy ourselves. And, oh, man, well, I just love this banquet. Let's love this food. Just love being a part of the family of God. That's great. But part of what it means to be a part of the family of God is to be looking for those you can invite to the banquet. And sometimes that means quite literally inviting them to services, sitting with them, taking them literally, driving them to church, sitting with them, making sure they feel welcome, making sure they understand what's going on, being a good host. Sometimes it's inviting them into, and it might not sometimes, and, and it includes inviting people into our homes, being hospitable, inviting them into our lives, be, be inviting, them in, inviting them into our fellowships, into our gatherings, whether it's at lunch, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a group, whether it's just going to the ball game. We invite people who are far from God, into our social networks, into our lives. Forget social networks. Into our lives. Into our very lives. Because that's what, um, that's what the master of the banquet uh, requires. Hmm. Some of the questions that A.N.T. Wright um, offers to us for reflection. How do you celebrate God's kingdom in your life? How might you or your church become a party host and share the good news more widely in the way described by Jesus in this parable? Good question. Good question. Man, may we do that this Christmas. You know, a few more days to Christmas, may we start thinking now about, you know, how, how am I extending the invitation to others? Um. Invite someone to, I mean, here's the easy one. Invite someone to Christmas Eve service with you. A neighbor, a friend. Offer to pick them up. Offer, to, offer, the, offer that you can go back to your house afterwards for, for refreshments. For a little after-service party. Go to, the, go to the service and spend some time in fellowship together. Um, invite someone over to, for dinner. Bring someone some cookies. Bring someone, uh, do, do an act of kindness for a neighbor. Not, not the neighbor that, can, that scratches your back, that does, you know, that mows your lawn for you when you're gone, but the neighbor that maybe is just a little cantankerous. Maybe that's a little weird. <laughs> the, the preacher. <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the, the weird one. The weird neighbor. I, I really do think when we do that kind of stuff, man, we're, we're being a whole lot like Jesus, right? And that's, that's the kind of stuff Jesus is about. 
Yeah. Well, man, I pray that you guys have a have an awesome Christmas, and um, I pray that your banquet table is full, and that you are basking in the presence of the coming Lord, and um, and know how much He loves you, uh, and also how much He has called you to go spread that love to others. So, hey, let's pray, you guys. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for this Advent season as we, as it winds down and we leading leading closer and closer here to Christmas. Lord, we pray that we would send that we would not stop sending out the invitations, inviting people into your banquet because it's not our banquet; it's yours. We too have been invited guests, and so we are grateful. We are thankful that you invited us into your family, Lord, and now we accept that responsibility of inviting others. So God, uh, may you open up the doors and may we see the doors when you open them to invite, to encourage, to bring the good news of the kingdom to others. And let other people, those that are far from you, that are different from us morally, spiritually, ethnically, socially, may we extend to them the invitation. God, and we pray that some of them will say yes. <laughs> that some of them will say yes, that some of them will, they will find their place beside us at the table. Wow. And to think that we might have a part to play in populating that great banquet. Man, that's awesome too. Thank you, Lord. Got to pray your blessing upon my people or your people, my friends here. <laughs> Not my people, they're your people. My friends, I pray you'd bless them and encourage them. May each family represented here just have a wonderful Christmas and fellowship in your Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. I guess you are my people too. But like Not like my people, but like you're my people. You know what I'm saying? Like. You're my friends, you're my people, but you're God's people. So anyway, thank you guys for being on today. Remember, this is the last one of this year. So thanks so much again for being a part of this uh, podcast, this Facebook community. You guys are awesome. I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic Christmas. I hope I see many of you at the Christmas Eve services, those of you that are in, in the area. Uh, hope to see you. If not, we'll catch back up after the new year. I'll be pushing things out on social media about when we're going to start back up and what uh, content we'll be using. So um, have a great one. Have a wonderful holiday. Have a happy new year. I'll see you in 2023 on here. And uh, we'll be back at it again. You guys are awesome. Love you guys so much. We'll see you next time. If you have any comments, suggestions, feedback you'd like to give me for the podcast, you can always do that at Bible Study Podcast 2020. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. End of the year is always a great time to re evaluate, reconsider, you know, clean things up, whatever, uh, make some adjustments. So if you have any suggestions or just comments or just, hey, this has really been a blessing to me. I love to hear that stuff. I really do. It encourages me, keeps me going. So um, any any uh, feedback like that would be greatly appreciated. And thank you for sharing this, subscribing to it. All those things really means a lot. And um, and it's what keeps it going and keeps it this vibrant community happening. So love you guys. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday and Merry Christmas.
Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.